Welcome, 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 guys, to the Off White Pod. We are the Off White Boys. My name is David, the hardest host, darker than most. And with me, I've got my boy Vic, the most gas guy who never tells lies. What are you saying, bro? I am doing great, mate. How about yourself? Yeah, not bad. Got the new headset Good. on, you know. Hopefully, the audio's coming through nice and clear, guys. We do apologize. We do apologize. We do. But you know, we move. Um, what are you saying? How was how was your day been? Good, good. Yeah, it's not been too bad. Uh, been a bit of a stressful one at work and everything, but I'm just happy that I'm done. Went to the gym. I'm showered. I'm fresh. I'm ready for some good conversation, mate. You get me. You get me. Went without me, little snake. But what can you do, mate? What can you do? <laughs> you know, gym waits for no one. You know what I mean? Summer bud 2021. Oh, big boy in that. Fair, fair. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, do you want to tell the guys what we're going to be discussing today? We've been, uh, it's been a heavy, it's going to be a very interesting conversation, this one. Um, yeah. There's so much to discuss. For sure. So, Dave and I will be talking about uh, the topic, as you might know, if you uh, saw the class of the day yesterday, uh, racism in sport. Um, Dave and I, um, we watched a, po- uh, sorry, not a podcast, a documentary about uh, the Anton Ferdinand and John Terry case uh, that happened in 2011. So we're going to be discussing that um, as well as some, you know, other things um, surrounding racism in sport, and maybe even racism in society. Um, so that's uh, that's what we're talking about in today's podcast. Yeah. So without further ado, let's just uh, go straight into it. Um, so just to give a little background to anyone who hasn't uh, watched the documentary which i would recommend watching uh, on bbc yeah. iplayer currently now or is unfamiliar with the case um or doesn't even know who they are obviously because some people might yeah. not so john terry um one of english english football's best center back uh, england captain yeah. for a while throughout his career chelsea player anton ferdinand in the uh, case was uh, a mixed race guy from uh, london um he was yet yeah, didn't really hit his potential as a football player. I'd say it's fair to say yeah. because of this uh, case. Um, we're not going to go too much into the case. You can uh, watch that, but we're just going to just discuss, you know, the um, the, the controversy around it. Um, so uh, John Terry, being the white football player in this uh, case, uh, was allegedly um, called. Uh, Anton Ferdinand, uh, a black C-word, basically. Uh, I suppose we have to say that to put it in context so everyone knows. Um, obviously, this caused a lot of uh, uproar at the time. It was unclear yeah. whether um, uh, he did say it at the time, I'd say, um, during the case, because there was a lot of back and forth about what had happened. But um, it's quite clear from the documentary and the lip the lip reading that it probably was uh, said and it just doesn't really add up what he says, his reco- his, his uh, accounts of events anyway. So that's a quick uh, context for you guys. Um, so after watching the, the documentary, Vic, what was your feelings about the case, how it was handled or just anything? What was your initial reaction? Yeah. Uh, start with what's your initial reaction to it? So my initial reaction, what I want to get off first is that he absolutely clearly said it and even he didn't deny saying it. Uh, so that's clear. Uh, to begin with, to begin with, yeah. To be, yeah. Um, in his, his case was that he was repeating what Anton Ferdinand had said to him, mm. which makes no sense to me. If, if that was the case, you don't repeat that. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. That's, the end, that's the end of that discussion. Mm. Um, but what... I didn't really have anything. Uh, you just told me to watch it, Dave, and I did. I didn't really have any expectations, but it was really uh, heartbreaking, actually, to watch it, to know what Anton Ferdinand went through after. And I think the key point was when he said he was actually the victim of it, which is a fact, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was made out to be, you know, the the perpetrator, the person who should have been feeling guilty and he was made to feel guilty and he's been carrying this guilt for what nine years after it happened yeah. I just think it's just so I just couldn't believe it I just think it was so unfair I think the way that the the magistrates dealt with it I don't really understand it to be honest I think maybe 
I just, yeah, I just to be in essence, I don't understand why the, the verdict was guilty uh, because essentially, uh, just to explain, someone uh, like a viewer basically put in a complaint to the police. Um, that's why it went to the court. Uh, it wasn't Anton Ferdinand who decided to take it to court. Mm. Um, so that's why there was a court case at the magistrates and he got found not guilty. Uh, mm. And then the FA, the Football Association, uh, so basically the kind of the board who control football for uh, England, uh, the UK. They did their own investigation and found him guilty to say it in an insulting way uh, to Anton Ferdinand. And they fined him and everything, charged him, got banned four games. He, as Dave mentioned, you know, lost his captaincy uh, for England and then he retired from English football as well. Um, but yeah, my overall thoughts are just, it's more just uh, my heart goes out to Anton Ferdinand because it's just crazy to think that. I remember it happening and I didn't, I never thought for one second, like, I wonder what Anton Ferdinand, what the backlash is for Anton Ferdinand. They're just We just, I think, as a football fan with social media, wasn't as popular back then as it is now, uh, as, as as normal football viewers, uh, whatever it's called. We didn't really understand what was actually going on. We just knew that there was an FA investigation. The magistrates were dealing with it. He wasn't found guilty and then it moved on. But the mm-hmm. fact that it impacted him, him it impacted his career and the worst bit was when he said that his mum passed away and she, because of cancer, and he thought, he had something to do with that because of the the, the you know the the racist insult mm. that was thrown out there by John Terry. I think that was, you know, it was awful. Um, but yeah, yeah. Well, what are your thoughts on it, Dave? It was a heavy watch. Um, mm-hmm. To be fair, uh, as you said, I do remember the 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 case a bit. Uh, I won't lie. I, I don't feel like I was engaged with what was going on at, at the time. Yeah, that much. I, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, I just don't really remember that much of the um, controversy, like personally around it. Obviously, um, now about reading up on it, and you know, I've I've gained a greater in, greater interest in that kind of cases when it comes to sport and football in general. That we'll touch on later. But my initial reaction, I was I was torn. I can't lie to you. I was torn. Um, really, there was the what obviously the the emotions of like what he went through. I don't wish that upon anyone. So I completely um, my heart went out of him. Went went out to him uh, regarding that uh, the stuff he went through. Obviously, he should never have felt like that. But I think again, the way he was, the way he spoke, and and how he was like, people around me wanted me to speak out. People wanted me to do this. I was raised in my way to you know not take this, but he just he just didn't do that. And I feel like me and my brother were probably raised the same. So for me, watching it, there was always almost yeah. a, a bit of an annoyance of. You're saying all this now, and you said, like his, wow. I think his cousin on it at the time said, yeah. literally, um, yeah, I told you at the time I wanted you to speak out, but you didn't. It's, it's his choice. Obviously, that's a, that's the other thing. It's completely everyone's choice. Everyone deals with, you know, uh, abuse at the end of the day uh, differently. So if someone if someone chooses, you know, just to ignore it, push it, wants it to go away, he he essentially put it in the hands of the authorities to deal with, but. It come to a stage where if I was, if like, if I put myself in his shoes and that's all I can do. So people might say, oh, I'm not in his shoes. Oh, I don't know. I don't. But if I, if it was me and, but to be fair, I'm not in that situation either. So I, I can't say 100% fact, but I know if it was me, if we got to the stage where he said the interview, he was made to feel as if he was the perpetrator. At that stage, I think I would speak out. I'd be like, wait, hold on. I don't even know how much faith I can have in the system to even sort this if they're making me feel like this, feel this way, because surely I want to get my version of events out properly. I want to, you know, even the statements he said, don't get me wrong, you don't have to be, you know, become an activist or anything, but just be like, no, no, I'm pretty sure he said it, like I can see this, like he didn't release any statements, you know, condemning um, the England captain at the time, John Terry. But yeah. as as I even say there, it must be such a hard thing to do. Like, I respect that. But like, John Terry at the time, like, I feel like for people who don't know, he was like the cream of the crop in England. So to... Best centre-back in the world in yeah. football at the time. So like, to, go, to go at him then with that accusation and the repercussions that would come from it, it is quite a challenging thing. So I completely understand that. But 
at this stage, at that point, I would have said, I'd have taken that personally to the to the point where I wouldn't have cared about football. I'd been like, no, this 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 can't run. But that's the way that's the way I I yeah. would be. So that's how I feel. So I was torn. There were stages where I felt sorry for him, but there's also stages where I thought, you know, man up, man. Basically, to put it bluntly. I, I can't lie to you, mate. I, I've got to disagree with you a bit there. I think mm. that the way I view it is it should be treated as a crime as getting stabbed in the street. If someone gets stabbed in the street, should they become, uh, should they, you know, become an advocate or not even an advocate, but obviously, yeah, they might, they might they say, you know, stabbing is wrong and we need to sort out knife crime and stuff. But if someone is racist and it's clear as day that they're racist, this mm. is an absolute serious crime that should be dealt with as a serious crime. It's yeah. just not. It's just not tolerable then mm. or now. It just isn't. So, to, and I think the point is that because he was an upper coming centre back, his brother was the partner. Rio Ferdinand, famous Man United player, was the with the partner uh, with John Terry in centre back. There's there's a lot of things involved that would have made it difficult. I think watching it, his personality. He seems like a shy person. Uh, he seems like someone who is very focused into his, like, you know, small family unit, who a lot of footballers like that, I think. I think it surprises people when uh, footballers, they, they're quite introverted, a lot of them. They're very just uh, family, team environment, that kind of thing. So he didn't mm. want to cause a problem. That's how he saw it. Mm. But the fact that it was dealt with, it, it, people should have uplifted him and told him this is wrong. So, you know, we're going to encourage it was not down to his family or his friends or his cousin mm. to encourage him to speak. They're, the, they're from the same background. Mm. You know, his mum was of Caucasian descent. That's fine. Mm. But we're talking about an authority. If you were at school and you punch someone in the face, you would have your head teacher would be involved, your class teacher, whatever it was, mm. and you would have repercussions. It should have been the exact same thing. The FA, the FA did do something about it and that's fine. But, you know, the... The, the, I think maybe the media, I think everyone has a responsibility. Football is a sport in the UK uh, and in the world is the biggest. So there's a responsibility for there for everyone who's involved to come out and speak and say, this is wrong. And people, the, the newspapers weren't saying that. Not many people were with influence were saying that. Yeah. So I, and what Fabio Capello resigns when John Terry, uh, you know, uh, gets stripped of captaincy. What, what, what does that's that say for, for what, what, what kind of, you know what I mean? So I just, I just yeah. I have to disagree in terms of he was in a position where he couldn't speak. He would have, it would have damned his career. And the worst thing is his career was damned anyway. Neil Warnock said he was his manager at QPR. The only, the only thing I will say, I'm tell there was a difference. he wasn't, he, he, he wasn't in a position where he couldn't speak. He chose not to speak, but I, 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 I agree. It's his, it's his choice. That's fair. Yeah, well, I would then even, compare it to a clash of the day we put on our story about yeah. uh, uh Fenwa where he got uh, a yeah. similar basically the same thing happened to him literally the same thing happened to him and the FA I don't even think they took action against it because they deemed it not to be racist it was just a generic insult which is what it is at the end of the day um that's just lack of education on what is deemed racist and what's deemed you know just an insult but what did Akin Fenwa do? He got onto his story. We posted the story as part of the thing. Yeah. All I'm saying is that, that I'm not saying he needed to, you know, carry the flag for uh, kick it out, no room for racism. All I was saying is all you had to do was just speak up and be like, this was, I was, I, I was done wrong during a game. I was made to feel like this, all this. I don't. I I appreciate his uh, his his perspective now, nine years later. But all I'm saying, and even in the even in the um, documentary, he says like he feels a, a bit ashamed of not speaking out at yeah. the time. All I was saying is I get why he feels like that because I personally feel like I was spoke out at the time. I wasn't trying to, and that's and the, my initial emotion was. My initial emotion, sorry, was, oh, my God, this guy, like, I feel sorry for you a bit, but what are you doing? But when I properly processed it, had time to think, I was like, no. And as you said, he was in a position where it was very tough. And I'm actually interested on in that point you said about your brother, uh, brother, about his brother, Rio. 
yeah. obviously, who I think is the, one of the best centre backs to ever play in the league, personally. But that's a discussion for a different time. Not as good as Van Dyke, uh, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Um, but <laughs> oh, basically, I was I, what I was thinking was, I feel like that must have played a bigger role for him. Because I know they got Rio in it a, a bit. I feel like subconsciously, as he said, to play devil's advocate against my own point, he must have felt like, geez, like, am I, Rio's a bigger profile than me. This is that, this could damage him. I'm not even, it's not even just my career. He did say that as well. Yeah, he did, yeah. say, he did, he did say that it would have, oh, he, he was afraid it would, yeah, he said it, to Rio, he was afraid it would affect Rio's career as well. And yeah, Rio yeah. even said, no, I would have wanted you to speak out. Yeah, you know yeah, 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 so, and yeah. And I feel like, as little brothers always always do, or not even little brothers, siblings, you always you always do think about your siblings. And at that stage, Rio was Rio was on bits. So I can I can I I don't agree with his actions, but I can I've got to a stage where I understand them. It took me. It did take me a few days after watching it to properly try and process what like his point of view because as you said as I always say I try to look at someone else's point of view and see yeah. and see where they're coming from so I do on 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 the topic I do uh, completely understand his view but as I said I feel it wouldn't be the course of action I'd take and I don't think I don't think that's going to going to change yeah uh fair enough I do hear what you're saying uh, but I'm going to stick to my point in that so <laughs> kick out is basically um an organisation that works in football uh, from grassroots all the way up to the professional level to kick racism out of football. Um, So it's an organisation that is funded by the FA, the Football Association, by the Premier League and then other organisations as well um, to to keep it running and, um, you know, keep it an organisation that is able to do what they do. Um, So with John Terry being a Premier League footballer for Chelsea at the time, who were, what, 2009, so they were competing for Premier League titles, a big team. Uh, Anton Ferdinand, if you want, played for QPR, a team that were kind of almost newly promoted or newly promoted that season. Yeah, that season. Um, So it was kind of in their interest to keep the best players in the Premier League and keep them at the forefront of the Premier League because that would draw attention. It would bring in money for them. So kick it out they, I, I don't think they really did anything uh, as good as they could have done uh, or should have done they didn't you know they were responsible to help and they, I don't think they did personally after watching the documentary and doing a bit of googling um, but so these organisations they need to be in my opinion independently run without the influence of the Premier League without 100%. the influence of the FA or the funding as well because you can't get an independent body doing an independent uh, investigation on these types of things when it's funded by the people interest, which is illegal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, it just doesn't make sense to me. I just think it was all dealt with in the wrong way. But I do hear what he's saying. I think I do think Anton could have spoken out. I just think he was afraid, and I think that's the main yeah. takeaway. He was yeah, afraid yeah. of what would happen to him, his brother, his family. Even he didn't speak out. And people, did you see the tweets? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't. I'm mad. not going to repeat any of the tweets. Um, yeah, mad. I just can't, but the it was it was horrible what they were saying, and that's without him even speaking out. He didn't say a bad word. The the, the crazy thing is, he did not say one word about John Terry. Anton yeah. Ferdinand didn't say anything about John Terry. Yeah. He didn't say what. So all this racist backlash that he got on social media and stuff, it kind of proves the point that. Mm. speaking out not speaking out the result is the same people are going to be racist there's racism that's rife in football even today we talk about Raheem Sterling and him going to was it Chelsea I think it was Chelsea yeah it was the Chelsea fans remember where they said pretty much the same thing to him it was a game in the season that they did the uh, Centurions 2017-18 I think or maybe the season after and he was there and he started laughing yeah, and yeah. and Raheem Sterling has been the type of footballer that's spoken out and um the point that you made about, you know, uh, Akin Femwa as well talking about now, I think it's more ac- acceptable, inverted commas, to speak about these types of things now for footballers, whereas then mm. it just wasn't. A yeah. Prime example, Anton Ferdinand, Rio Ferdinand, take on the chin, move on. That's yeah, just how yeah. football was. Yeah, they, was. You look at Rio Ferdinand, he was a machine. He was so focused on football, mm. he probably understood it. Well, he probably knew that it happened, sorry, not understood it. Couldn't get his head around it. But he moved on. He, ca- he would have carried on playing with John Terry after if he had to, and it would mm. it was his job and it was his like passion and stuff. So mm. it's it's a really difficult one, mate. It's, it's really hard to to, to gauge. 
Yeah, to be fair, it's um, it's definitely there's but definitely been progression in football. Um, because yeah. even if you like listen to some John Barnes and Ian Wright discussing what they experienced, you know, for their relative clubs, um, yeah, and how they how they what they dealt with, then you talk about the Anton Ferdinand case, and then you talk about Raheem Sterling, then you talk about you know Akin Fenwa, then even like the media around you know the disproportion reaction around. Football and Greenwood you can even say there's you know racist undertones there but then it's one of those things where now it's getting to the point where it's not as in your face as you know John Barnes and Ian Wright it's like subtle things it's even the like even the Pogba stuff um, you know that has become a bit of a joke on um, Instagram with you know uh, memes and stuff but what I was going to uh, ask you was, so do you feel that, as you said, with Kick It Out and stuff, do you feel the the repercussions for some uh, racist uh, incidents are, is, you know, punished correctly? Or do you think that there's more that can be done? Or do you even think some of them are even properly, you know, acknowledged sometimes? So let's, if I'm talking about the case of Raheem Sterling, what they did was they found the fans who did it, banned them for life. They cannot enter a football stadium in the whole country ever again. Yeah. In terms of football, the FA, Chelsea Football Club, that is the that is appropriate. But I think where the argument or the, the question for me lies in is racism is more or so football is basically a small segment of society it brings people together from all different classes it's a it's a sample size of society so i think because racism still exists in society it's going to still exist in football so it's kind of how would society deem racism and of what level and all that if you you know obviously there's different levels of racism maybe i, I don't know but mm. or some people might see it as that therefore uh, banning a footballer for eight games and giving him a 500,000 pound fine might be deemed as like appropriate um but in society if the you know authorities for example say that racism is a uh, a punishable crime uh, and if a footballer like john terry or like someone playing today was to say something in a racist remark what would happen then? Mm. Uh, it's 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 a question that I think it's the I think the punishment should basically be um, you're marked. Uh, it it prevents you from doing stuff in society. If you and if you've proven to be racist, then you should be prevented to do certain things. Like I don't know, I can't think of an example right now, but maybe. Yeah, so you can't attend football games, for example, if you're known to be racist. Uh, you you won't be able to get certain jobs, I think. I think, personally, I was going to ask you a question following on from it, is should people who've proven to be to say racist things, as long as they prove to have said them, should they be put on a list such as, like, the sex offender list, where, you know, you, when they move to a certain area, they would have to say, oh, I'm on, I'm on the racist offender list. Or when they go for a job and there's a DBS check, you know, racism would come up. That's what I think the level should be because I think it's come to a point where as much as I think educating and preventing ignorance, uh, which I think a lot of words that people say and, and like uh, that's a lot of like racism that maybe I've experienced is more words rather than actions towards my life. I think that's the level it should be. So I was going to ask you, do you think something like that would be appropriate in society and then it would filter through to sport and other divisions of society? Do, do, do you think that's appropriate? Jeez, yeah, I could, I could, I like the, um, I like the idea. Um, definitely, I think once you put a a properly recognised punishment or mark, as you say, yeah. or list or whatever in place, people are aware. Like they understand the repercussions, they take it a lot more seriously. And at the end of the day, at that point, even if it's a deterrent you might not stop people from being racist. Well, they say you're not born racist. It's a, um, it's a, it's a learned uh, behaviour. So yeah. if we get to the point where, where you're not, people are acting out, you know, 
racist acts are they are saying things that are racist because they want to prevent themselves getting on this so-called list then if for the future generations won't even understand what racism is if they don't see it you know in day-to-day life so definitely something like that would be a great benefit to society obviously the logistics of it um as it's a hypothetical question we won't go into that we'll just say like yeah there's a racism list that would definitely prevent people from doing stuff it's one of those things where racism nowadays sad to say is so nuanced that would it even work in reality to the fact where as i always say the level of racism always varies from people from person to person i always say if someone finds something offensive that I personally wouldn't find offensive, that's deemed racism, racist to that person, who am I to tell them that's not racist? Coming back to the um, Akinfenwa case where they said, ooh, no, I don't deem that to be racist. Whereas I think if you said it to 95% of black people, the words used were racist terms. However, to an ignorant person they'll be like oh i didn't know that was racist but that's not that's then whose fault is it at then is it the person getting it said to saying oh you're being too sensitive or is it the person who is ignorant to what they're saying who then is in trouble because f- for me it's the person who's ignorant but every time you see that you know punishments are always in favor of the of the uh, aggressor it's always oh yeah. he didn't know oh he didn't know it's not like yeah in fact you know let's take him let's let's take how this person feels and because offense to him then sorry mate you might not know but now you know you've learned and here's your punishment it's just like yeah. uh, let's say compare it to i don't like comparing um uh discrimination or you know abuse but let's just say in a workplace if there was um sexual harassment if a girl or a male it could be anyone felt uncomfortable in the workplace in that workplace they wouldn't assume that the person and the person didn't mean to they'd always take i feel i might be incorrect here but i feel like in that sense they always normally lean to the person who was made to feel uncomfortable correct they'd be like okay they 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 acknowledge it and be they i feel like it's got to the point in society where you know sexual harassment is taken quite seriously and yes i think it needs to get to the point where everyone is aware of words that are triggering to people, you know? I'd use the example of the PSG situation. For people who don't know uh, what happened in PSG in the Champions League, there was uh, one of the staffs of one of the teams is is a black man sitting with all uh, white staff team. And one of the, this is what's claimed, uh, one of the, fo- the fourth official was pointing out the, uh, the staff member, but uh, identified him by the colour of his skin. And in, I think in his language, the colour of his skin is Negro. So obviously yeah. for us, Negro, everyone knows the weight of... So it's like that. He, in, in, and even with, you know, Cavani, he said something similar, but... Yeah, he's been they, punished, I saw that and, today And well. he's been punished for it, which we won't even get into. Um, but as I said, even as a United supporter, proud United fan, love Cavani, um, his punishment is just, and I'd say justice has been served there, so I'm happy with that. Um, but, and even in our uh, football fantasy uh, group chat, we had this discussion where it was like, I get how people say oh if it was a group of black guys and there was one white guy i would say oh the white don but in how many times does that happen it's always the other way around and my argument is if you had a overweight person in a group of skinny guys and the fourth official shouted out oh the fat don no one would argue about the fat guy, the fat guy, sorry, the overweight person taking offense to taking offense to being called fat. Would you not? Yeah. Even though no. it is, even though it is clearly a physical, you know, indicator. Uh, I think people would take offense to that. I think people so would people take offense. offense. So just because the person is black or a different race, it shouldn't then just mean you can just call them by identifying them yeah. by that race. That's my yeah. argument. Personally, 
I know most people know I wouldn't I wouldn't take offense if it was clear I was with 10 white boys and they were like yeah. oh it was a black guy I but that's yeah. just the way probably the environment I've always been the black person in the group so I wouldn't take offense yeah. so then I can't then say to someone else that oh it wouldn't offend me so it wouldn't so it shouldn't offend you but you don't know how what that person has been through what they experienced in the past so being called that could trigger them so yeah that's what I think yeah. on that I think one thing that's clear from, you know, a few other points you've just been making is that it's, it's, which it goes to a lot for a lot of the things that we might be discussing in the future as well. It's, it comes down to education. I think it's being made aware that just because you deem it okay to say, it doesn't mean that it is okay to say, because like yeah. you say, people have words that trigger them and, and offend them. And it's the education that we need we need to teach people younger people older people wherever that when just because thing you were allowed to do things before it doesn't mean you can do them anymore or to younger people you would teach them this is not acceptable and not be done i think you know going through that route and it, I, I don't mean like literally in schools and stuff teaching i mean in in all veins of life from a young age you should be taught and you should teach your children mm. um and older people like you should teach your grandparents or your parents or whoever um that you know these things are acceptable and you know if someone takes offense to something then you should stop doing it because it's not nice you wouldn't bully someone for you know their background in life i know people do but you know as an adult you wouldn't do that so why would you call someone the color of the skin to describe them you could say oh the one with the black shoes or the one with the, the gray shoes or the one in that the the, the jack unzip jacket if you were going to describe someone to tell them who you're talking to or have the decency to go up to and be like what's your name so i can you know what i mean so i, I can tell this person who you are etc etc i think that's really important and what i think's been consistent from say the anton fernand case bringing it back to to the to the racism in sport um is that we can see throughout there's been cases. So the the uh, Anton Fernand one a few months later, the Luis Suarez one, which happened at my the, the club I sport Liverpool, and I'll handily hand on heart. Even at the time, I knew it was wrong. I was like, why? If he said something that's racist, even though it's, it might be interpreted as something that Luis Suarez might not think's racist, Patrice Evra feels that it's racist. So all through, and then the Raheem Sterling stuff, and then the Istanbul and Paris mm. Saint-Germain uh, game, if, if what's the constant is that these issues keep happening. So there hasn't been a progression in, in that sense. However, what I will say is, I think, for example, Anton Fernand didn't speak out. And with the Luis Suarez case, people, Liverpool fans, wore, uh, Liverpool players wore their T-shirts to support Suarez. But what I've realised is Jordan Henderson was one of them players and he was in the documentary. Yeah. And he's come out and said we were wrong. And yeah. it's that it's that that I I think is important because it's people that don't understand racism. I can't expect, for example, a Caucasian person to be able to relate to someone of colour about racism. How can you? You, it's impossible for them to really feel the emotions of that unless they've had it themselves. So it, what's important is allowing people of colour, in my opinion to allow people to have admitted to the mistakes and to think yeah. now like that was wrong what I've done, but I don't think like that anymore. I think that's important because what they're going to do is they're going to teach their kids that's, that's wrong. So for yeah. the next generation, it's going to continually get better. And what I've noticed is there are things that keep happening, but what's also happening is more people are talking out. Raheem Sterling, Akin Fenwa, Colin Kaepernick in America, who took the knee, who started the sitting, uh, you know, he put his hand uh, sorry he put his mm. knee to the ground and he put his, his fist up in the air and that, that was something that he was he was basically kicked out of his team for or the 49ers in San Francisco he was kicked out and he was shut out by the NFL and that now is. the whole Premier League are doing it so there is progression and I think yeah. it's going to take a lot of time mm. I just feel as though we need to continue move I think it's moving in a positive direction and I think it needs to continue to do that but when there is something like this that happens the punishment needs to be correct because it will prevent people from doing it and also along with that educate people this is not right you yeah. know allowing people when they want to admit that you know something they've done it was wrong and now they don't think like that and they don't believe that and, and things like that so that's why I think how do you think it's progressive how, how do you feel about it I think it's um, I think I feel like it's progressed a lot in the past like 12 months obviously there's been a lot of stuff outside of football that I'm sure we'll yeah. discuss at some point later down the line that has had a bit big influence um 
And I think the way culture and stuff is moving through generations where, you know, I feel like societies are so much more mixing. Everyone's taking part in different cultures, like even with music, all this, I think that's affecting everyone. There's a lot more, you know, diversity coming through. So people are even, you know, getting exposed to different cultures from an earlier earlier age so people are getting yeah. more accepting yeah. it's not it's foreign to people so i think that's already you know uh, programming people to be more accepting of other people because um there was one thing i wanted to say about the Pat- the patrice ever thing it is yeah. interesting when um as you said like when people don't deem something as racist this is what i just want people to take take back from this I don't think anyone of colour, of anyone who's had something said to them, no one enjoys pulling the race card. I think people, I feel like yeah. everyone needs to like hear this. Like if someone insults you and you deem it to be racist at that stage, I'm like, yeah, that was, that was out of line. No, there's very few people that just walk around saying, oh, this Don's racist, this guy's racist, this guy's racist. So the benefit of doubt we always give to people is wrong in my opinion that's that's all i want to say on, on on that bit for now but when it comes to the football i think it's definitely taken a step forward and that's the um premier league does get all the players to take a knee is huge like that alone just you know that is nice to see i think the first time i saw it after yeah. the lockdown i was like geez like this like the this movement is really really taking some you know some momentum through society i'd be interested to see what happens in the next two to three years to see uh if any policies do change obviously you'd rather there have to be no punishments given out because racism stopped yeah i agree i think we might agree on this that we you know we like to have a positive outlook on things and as we were mentioning that there is some progression i just think it needs to continue that momentum needs to carry on and it does it is down to in my opinion the authorities and the governments to, to bring out these kinds of punishments or deterrence um on an educational kind of vices for people to learn more from and things like that um so we we did put we did push the question in the class of the day um for um will racism ever be eradicated in sport um and 72 percent of people said no and 28 percent of people said yeah interesting because you know i i i would agree i I think yes it will one day because i think it's more of a societal thing and i think with you know black lives matter as you kind of mentioned a little bit before things are moving slowly and when something is this this significant and it's been around for hundreds of years if not since the beginning of time uh, racism has always been about for things to start moving in sport and in society when there's marches of millions of people across the globe you can't say that people aren't speaking out and often as history tells us when people start speaking out look at the suffragettes for example women's rights in the 19 in the early 1900s people could women couldn't vote and now women are we've had a we've had two since then we've had two uh, women uh, prime ministers so and that would have taken what to, since uh, 10 decades before the was the first one so there's this it is about a slow change uh, it, but it is it does come down to people speaking out people protesting peacefully um in sport um in all sports i think one thing i will say is that um there is other sports around the world that you know for example, the Colin Kaepernick thing I mentioned, it, it, he's kind of, for me, he started off the conversation. So mm-hmm. really good to see. From Forex come from here, there's already progression, as we mentioned. So that is positive. Um, I, I hope one day that racism in sport is very rare and like shocking when it does happen in terms of that. That isn't usual rather than, oh, it's just another case and things like that. So that's where I hope that we do go in society um, uh, with that. Um, but one final question I wanted to ask you uh, from myself, Dave, was... Um, have you ever experienced yourself racism in sport when you played? Obviously, no, you played uh, sports when you were tennis and, and rugby and things like that. So is there any examples that you can think of that you you experienced? Um, I would say I've never experienced racism in a, um, in a sport setting, in a sport setting. Um, I do count myself quite uh, lucky when it comes to the racism I've experienced personally throughout my life. Um, I grew up, 
getting growing up and getting to this age now i have i feel like i've taken for granted how lucky i have been because as i'm sure we'll get him on at some point my brother definitely has been complete opposite he has had very many a scenario of racism uh abuse towards him so i wouldn't say i'd say for me i don't have any any stories that uh, stick out for me right now, but I would say I'm one of the few, one of the few that is quite lucky in that sense. So, yeah. What about yourself? Um, have you? Yeah, so I have. I was about eleven years old, and I was playing a football game, and I was uh, playing in central midfield. Um, just a bit of context. Um, so yeah, and then I made a tackle played a ball our players got it we scored a goal and the player that I tackled as he was going back to, to put the ball in centre um, centre of the pitch just turned around to me and went well I, I won't say the word it was a derogatory word beginning with P which you probably everyone who's listening probably knows what it is mm-hmm. um, and he said that and at the time I think I was a bit focused on the game and then when the game finished um, I was a bit shocked actually um, and then I got a bit upset and at the time I, I Everyone heard it. Uh, no one said anything. Not a single person said anything. I was the only coloured person on either team. Mm. I was the only coloured person on the pitch, that kind of thing. So obviously I felt a bit isolated. I just felt like I couldn't really say anything. And the attitude then was kind of just get on with it. Uh, my coach literally said that to me. He was just like, you just get on with it. Don't worry about it. Um, mm. But it was my um, it was my friend's dad who used to take me to football who basically said, was because he used to take me home as well after. And he just basically explained to me that these things happen um, and not to take it seriously. People just get upset. And in sport and in football, it's a heated thing, so they take it. But, you know, looking back, I wish there would have been someone there. Oh, I wish I Because I didn't really tell my parents either. So mm. I, would, I wish I would have said something. Um, but to be honest with you, I don't think it would have done much good. And I kind of did forget about it. It wasn't like a big thing. Um, is... But it's still something that it, it did offend me. And I was like, it was, it was a, it was just one of them where I was like, it's a bit mad that no one wants to say anything or do it like the referee, yeah, no, no one did anything. Is, so it was just is, one of them situations. I think that's, that is the classic response, isn't it? Um, yeah. At that stage, especially at that age, obviously, because I think if with my, with my brother, I can remember, even my parents, I remember them saying, yeah, yeah, we can, we'll, we'll complain. Uh, we can do this. It's, it's unlikely anything will happen, but that's just life. You just got to get on with it. And it is it's sad to say that is the case but unless you know people with the power to to do anything as in yeah. your case the, the child could have at least got a, a ban or the parents t- spoken to or you know acknowledgement of you know the the their coach wrong. Yeah. Wrong. the the parent of the child apologizing being like oh i'm so sorry i don't know where you got that from yeah. about anything you know um but yeah. i suppose it is what it is mate it is what it is yeah so that kind of rounds off the discussion um that was i enjoyed that that, that oh. went really quick actually yeah, that, uh, was, that a, was a deep that was a one. Question. Yeah, yeah, that was. We'd love, to, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it, guys. So please send us a DM. Just any thoughts. Any if anyone has any, um, you know, experience like I, I experienced, then it, it, to do with sport or not, just just DM us. Uh, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts and uh, to, to hear your stories and something like that. And any that might be mentioning uh, worth mentioning on the podcast, we'll definitely bring it up. Um, mm-hmm. So I just want to round it off, uh, end on a bit of a lighter note, and answer some questions um, that have been sent in uh, today. Um, so we've got a question that is, says, "How lengthy should a ban for a player guilty of initial of initiating a racial incident? So how long should a ban be for you know initiating that racial incident? What do you think, Dave?" Ban. So let me think. So a red card is a straight red free match yes. ban, yeah. and let's 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 use that as a little you know uh, marking point. So a straight red would be a free match. I feel like. If you say a racist into a racist comment or there's a racist incident, it's got to be at least double, at least double. Like, yeah, I would say I would say ten games minimum because, yeah, I would just say ten games minimum. And as lo- along with that, it mm. should be a, a, an educational kind of program they have to go on whilst they're not playing football. They should yeah. have to attend some sort of education because it's all right punishing, but that could not that. 
I'm saying they're in the right, but it could, you know, fuel that player to, you know, just feel like everyone's against them. Where it might be the case that they are just ignorant and people who are ignorant need to be taught better. So I would agree. I would say, sorry, that, you know, it would have to be a minimum of 10 games and they would have to have something educational in there as well. So mm-hmm. the next question, we kind of touched upon this. Um, thoughts on the LF of, of Liverpool Football Club wearing the shirts in support of Luis Suarez's decision despite his actions? What do you think about that one, Dave? I think, um, obviously, in today's society, it's obvious how everyone feels about that. Um, but at the time, you know, uh, Luis Suarez was a, a huge... Uh, football star, uh, liking him or not. Um, he's been branded now with the racist mark. I don't think anyone would yeah. argue with that. So people know his character. People know what he's like. Um, given the Liverpool, what the Liverpool team did, look, at the end of the day, at that time, uh, it you always... the the. And with any team sport, it's always you, you back your players, you... you um, you, you're all in it together. So, obviously, I think it's completely wrong what they did, but I can't be angry with any of them more than the perpetrator himself, which is Luis Suarez. Um, yeah. Obviously, there was very... Um, was there, well, How many black players were on the Liverpool team at that point? There was Glenn Johnson, maybe a couple more. I can't really remember anyone more, to yeah. be honest with you. Like, but I don't I, think... There wasn't many. There wasn't many, so there you go. So it was there was people there who wouldn't have taken a real appreciation to how Everwood felt. They're just saying it, they're losing their top striker. They want him back. They don't. They yeah. probably yeah. Was, was a bit of a disconnect to the actual, um, you know, the scenario. So I, I'm not. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I I can't I can't get too angry with them. Everyone else will probably yeah. know how I feel about it. But yeah, uh, what about yourself? What, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, so as I mentioned earlier on, obviously I'm a Liverpool fan and at the time, I think as well as being like, I knew it was wrong and I just, I found it strange. I didn't really know what to think. I was quite, I was younger at the time as well. I didn't really know what to make of it. Um, I knew it wasn't, I knew it was strange that they wore the shirts. I just thought it was unnecessary. It felt like he died or something like to be wearing shirts with him on there and stuff. But I understood it because I think what the manager would have wanted to do was kind of instill camaraderie amongst the squad and be yeah, like, yeah. there's a togetherness here and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So I do understand it from a team kind of perspective, but I'm just glad now that Liverpool have come out and said we were wrong. You know, they've apologised, you know, they reached out to Patrice and that kind of thing. And Patrice was grateful for that, which is, you know, that's the main thing that's, that's on my yeah. mind regarding that. So I've already answered this throughout the podcast. Um, so the question's been thrown back to us. Do you think that racism will be ever, ever be eradicated in football, Dave? Um, as you as you touched from on sport. it, I, from sport, I personally just don't think the uh, racism will ever be eradicated from society. So therefore, it will always be part of sport. But yep. I do feel it will be punish more and I think it'll become less acceptable. And yeah. I think it's 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 wishful thinking to think it'll be eradicated, but I do hope there's yeah. a day where it's clamped down on there's literally no yeah. room for racism. Yeah. I agree. I think what what I would see as um is I, I would obviously love for it to be eradicated. I think I keep trying to keep a positive mindset, as I said before, to say that it would. And when it does happen, because it will happen, because there are just ignorant people out there, that it's more of a rare thing. And it's like, well, this hasn't happened in years and it should never happen ever mm. again. And that, that should be the thought and process about it. So that's yeah. what I think about that. So we kind of... Um, we kind of answered this on the last pod, but we'll answer it again because it's been asked. So what inspired you both to create the page and the podcast? So I'll start. Um, I think uh, we met, we mentioned this last week, as I said. So we basically wanted to wanted to we wanted to get our opinions out there. We wanted to have our discussions that you know we were able to do. Uh, that's why we started the podcast. Uh, why we started the page? Um, it was more of something that I just think me and Dave just wanted to do something together. I think we've been friends for a while now, really good friends, obviously, and um, we wanted to do something that we had that was uh, tangible together. I guess uh, something that we could both put our effort into, and hopefully we could create a brand that um, is what we're doing now, um, where you know people could have an open conversation people can uh, not be judged and people can you know educate themselves and each other on on you know uh, different uh, t- societal topics smashed it yeah yeah I've got nothing to add on that so 
Perfect. So, uh, last couple of questions. So, uh, do you think Black Lives Matter is a danger of is in danger of becoming a slogan rather than implementing change? That's a that's a great question. I'll leave that one for you, Dave. Um, I feel like on social media, yes, like you can see um, it just becoming a bit of a BLM. You know, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a moment right now. Um, yeah, I, I can't lie. I think it's definitely lasted longer than I thought it was going to. From um, when was it June? the incident happened like this is, is is still kind of in the forefront on um people's minds still so that's good um i definitely think there is change change happening that isn't always in your face like i even with the company i work for uh, there's loads of trainings like um there's so much diversity in the way they you know make people aware of um you know what causes offense to people so that's why i feel uh in that sense it's it's not it's not just going to be a um a, a hashtag or, or whatnot i feel like black lives matter it's probably done what it can at this point i think the, the torch needs to be passed on to a movement now like blm black lives matter all that kind of stuff I think there's too much negativity about the organization compared you yeah. know, to the hashtag movement, which we, I'm sure we'll discuss on a later pod. But for me, society needs to move to the point where it's like black people are treated equally, done, take that off. Asian people are treated equally, done. There's no more anti-Muslim around. There's no none of yeah. this anti-China yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah. There's no transsexual um uh, phobia all this kind of stuff like yeah. society is moving forward it's not all doom and gloom it's going to be yeah. small steps forward as we all know but i don't think black lives matter is gonna carry the torch for much longer that's how i feel yeah i, I agree i think it was a trigger um for something bigger um, like you said I think inclusivity for anyone of any background creed or colour um, in society is the aim is the end goal if you like um, so I think that's the most important thing as you cover yeah trust me well guys thank you so much for listening it's been a bit of a longer one than uh, normal it has um, it was one of them where we were trying to keep it quite uh, focused on just racism and sports. Don't worry, we will be coming with different environments where racism is prevalent. Um, if you have any any thoughts or any opinions from anything we've said, anything you don't agree with, anything you do agree with, just drop us a DM on our uh, page at Off White Bants. We're more than happy to engage in uh, discussions with people. Um, this is literally why we're doing the podcast, so we welcome it. Don't feel afraid of causing any offence. We're here to have uncomfortable conversations. We're literally trying to build a community where everyone can get their opinions across. They can educate themselves. We can educate each other. So thank you very much for listening. We've been the Off-White Boys. This has been the Off-White Pod. Peace. (laughs)